Welcome to the Pop on Film! I am Bunny Williams, and with me is... I am the Pope in question. My name is Reverend May Lynn. I am the founder of the Church of Ed Wood, which is an actual thing worth a Google. It is episode 452 of the podcast. Yes, yes, Little Lebowski, Urban, urban Achievers, and proud we are of all of that. Very excited to do this episode, episode 452. We are going to be talking about toys and food. We are going to be uh, continuing our look at American presidents. Bunny and I are presidential scholars. Yes. And then this week's movie is the Canadian horror film Skinnamarink. Um, can't wait for the sequel, Skinnamarink 2, The Dark World. Yeah. Skinnamarink 2 Cruise Control. Which would probably be a lot brighter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, I've got something special for uh, when we get to the movie and uh, a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, it is Easter. Happy Easter. Yes. Very. Uh, uh, I'm not high. You are. <laughs> going to put that out into the world right now so that everybody knows everything's fine uh so yeah let's go i'm glad i write everything down because i am already so lost we have been uh going through all of the united states presidents and doing fun facts about them it has been so fun and i can't wait for the second round so excited that it, that was so fun in our last episode. Okay, 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 week, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who got killed next to you? Oh, um. So my <laughs> my wife and I went. Amber wanted food. She was at work and she was hungry. She didn't bring any food. Amber wanted food. So we went out and bought her food and dropped it off to her. And then we just, while we're like in line at the store, uh, my wife gets a call. And apparently one of the neighbors just knocked at our door yesterday and said, uh, hey, uh, can, can I use one of your, your phone? And so uh, Mal old emerald and emerald came out it's like yeah uh, can we use your phone to call an ambulance uh someone's been shot yeah apparently uh there was a some sort of dispute next door and somebody's somebody and their cousin got into a fight and there was a there was a gunshot and someone died next door and no so one my wife had and a I both... phone yeah i i don't know so I don't think anyone here was questioned, but yeah, for like four hours, they shut down the street, the whole street. And uh, yeah, it was pretty crazy. But my wife and I weren't here at all for it. So we had no interaction with police. It was just a, it was a. Yeah. You, yeah. And, and you guys weren't questioned. So yeah. So there was a death next door. Yeah. Yeah. So now back to U.S. presidents. U.S. presidents. <laughs> Hooray. 
Uh, so yeah, so very excited about this episode of the podcast. Let's do this. Friday. Yes. I am going to talk about politics for a little bit right here at the top of the podcast. If that's okay of you, with you, of course, Bunny. Sure, whatever. Okay. Now, here's the thing, okay? It's going to seem as if I am, in fact, not talking about politics. Ah, uh, Bunny, Bunford, Los Angeles, California. You'll be sitting on the couch, puff, puff, passing with yourself, and you'll think, hey, wait a minute. She's not talking about politics. J'accuse. But just uh, my unique way of storytelling is very much all the way around the world. But it's the journey, not the destination. Okay, Bonnie? Okay. Okay. Um, here's a fun fact. As of 2018... The U.S. Customs and Border people have seized over 160,000 Kinder Eggs from travelers. Okay. From travelers and international mail since 2018. Uh, so Kinder Eggs were these hollow chocolate eggs. Hello. And inside of the eggs, there were uh, uh, a plastic egg that would have a little toy inside of them. I remember having these as a very young child because they, they were available in America in the 70s and 80s before America. They, they still literally, they still are. They're just different now. But, yeah, They're just now not you quite open the same in America. Now you have to open them up, and there are two. There's a, the Kinder Candy here, and then over here is the, the toy. But they're not, back in the day, the toy used to be inside of the chocolate, and you ate around the chocolate, and then you opened up the toy. But then in the 80s, America dusted off an old 1930s law saying that edible products cannot contain a non-nutritive object after a few freaking American children choked and died. Now me, I never choked and died on a kinder egg at least as far as I know. So I don't see that they're a problem for me, but I haven't had one in like a decade. Okay. Well, we have to we have to keep in consideration the stupidity of American children as compared to children in other parts of the world. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous, yes. I tells ya. It's yes. upsetting. I want a kinder egg. I want a normal freaking Kinder Egg, but I can't get a normal freaking Kinder Egg. Okay, yes. let's so move now, on so now, so now, a toy is not edible, but sawdust is. Yes, yes. Uh, thank you for coming so, to my TED talk. So that egg can be fifty percent sawdust. As long yeah. as it is toy-free. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, let's move on. Funny. Yes. Cabbage Patch Dolls. What they were masked. They, they were masked. What'd you say? Do they still exist? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they were popular in the 80s. I had one, and I loved it. 
until my older brother got angry with me, stole it, and set it on fire. He I... never got in. He never got in trouble for it. And I try my hardest to pretend like, oh yeah, whatever. I don't even care about dolls because I'm a boy. So that worked out real well for me. Yay, trauma! <laughs> I so, I had one too, but first I was older, so this was more yeah. of a like. I loved my stuffed Ewok a lot more. The Cabbage Patch doll was more of a, a I guess a collectible or a novelty mm -hmm. kind of a thing. Yeah, I love my ugly doll from ugly dolls of the movie i love it very much okay um so by the 90s the sales of cabbage patch dolls were waning and so they tried making a bunch of new and different cabbage patch dolls and one of them was 1995's cabbage patch kid snack time kid okay the doll came with five, six, seven small plastic foods. And when you put the fake foods near the doll's mouth, the doll would eat the food. That toy was banned in 1997 after kids kept getting their hair caught in the chewing mechanism. Nice. So a few kids choked on Kinder Eggs, and they got rid of the Kinder Eggs, and a few kids got hurt. And now, Cabbage Patch Kids Snack Time Kid is completely banned. Yep. You got to get rid of it. It's hurting children. Okay, so let's move on. Funny. Fingerprints. Yes. Fingerprints. Look, if there's one thing I know about kids is that they love watching CSI. Yes. Huge, huge <laughs> show for children. So in 2007, CBS okayed licensing CSI toys for kids, including the official CSI fingerprint examination kit, which I never owned, I never bought, but when I worked at, at the bookstore in Norman, there was a Toys R Us next door, and they did have it on the shelf. And I would see it all the time, and I thought, oh, yeah. The show where detectives find a prostitute dismembered and skinned has a toy line. That makes sense. Welcome to America. Yes. Well, apparently, the, quote, fingerprint dusting powder in the kit contained 5% asbestos. Nice. Asbestos. When you need to be your asbest. That's my new commercial. I'm the spokesperson for asbestos. There you I'm go. I'm hoping to be. I'm gonna be. Yeah, I'm gonna be the flow from progressive of asbestos. That now, be, now, now, now. If you play that just right, you can work yourself into being Snow Queen. Nice. Yeah. So, um, no one was ever hurt from the official CSI fingerprint examination kit. So they found out there was asbestos in it. Nobody got hurt. But, of course, to be safe, someone could get hurt. And so the toy was banned. Recalled. Made illegal. Gone. Bye-bye. Let's move on. Bunny! 
Do you remember the original 1964 original creepy crawler thing maker toy? I I can't say I exactly remember the original original because that toy goes back a way long time. But yeah. hot metal plates, mental me- melted plastic. Yeah, I remember it very, 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 very well. I probably still have some scars. Mr. Lobo used to really piss me off. Yeah. Because uh, we would regularly watch Cinema Insomnia when we lived in, in Sacramento. And I would show it to Emerald and to Mal, and they would see these commercials, and it's like, oh, I want that toy, and I'm like, I'm not getting you Godzilla the board game. Why not? Because I don't have $500 and an eBay account. Yes. Thanks, Mr. Lobo. And they had commercials for the Creepy Crawler Thing Maker 2. And Mal really wanted a Creepy Crawler Thing Maker 2. And it's like, I can't get you one. This is from the 70s. I don't have I don't have toy collector money. Yes. So uh, the creepy crawler thing maker came with an oven, some creepy uh, molds and bug molds and monster molds, and a chemical gel that let kids make wiggly casts of their favorite insects. No, 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 no. Let's break this down a little further because you're really not getting at the essence here. Okay? Okay. So what you would have is steel plates okay and in those plates were engraved shapes of bugs and worms and things like that then you would plug this plate into the electricity so that it can get hot enough to melt the plastic what was called goop in these steel metal plates and then you give that to a seven-year-old to play with. Yeah, I, I was writing the podcast. I was that seven-year-old. <laughs> I, so I'm writing the podcast, right? And uh, I write, I, I'm telling Natasha about all of these things that have been banned, food and toys and stuff. And I say that, like, yeah, it, the oven that they sold to these kids could heat up to 190 nine degrees celsius and she says okay no and i said yeah yes. she says celsius not fahrenheit oh, no, celsius no, no. And, and 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 i said i here let me let me bing it so i get on the computer and i bing it and so i'm like i don't i don't know celsius at all i just know fahrenheit so i don't know what 199 degrees celsius is so basically uh, twice boiling water yeah so i said so i said uh you know maybe i did get it wrong maybe i wrote celsius instead of fahrenheit no i was right it would heat up to 199 degrees celsius that's like 300 or 400 degrees uh fahrenheit it's surprising that any kid from 1964 still has fingers. That's almost as hot as a McDonald's cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah. So the oven they sold the kids could heat up to 199 degrees Celsius, and the plastic goop created toxic 
fumes. Oh, I didn't know about the toxic fumes. Yeah. I should have guessed. It was pretty yeah. pungent. And again, yeah. it was melting plastic. Yeah. <laughs> and the plastic that could create toxic fumes. So, boom. It got banned, outlawed, made illegal, back to the drawing board. Mattel would later release Creepy Crawler Thing Maker 2 in the 70s. And that one heated up less and the plastic goop was no longer toxic uh but uh so the creepy crawler thing maker 2 was safer creepy crawler thing maker 1 it's uh fascinating that kids from the 60s aren't like dark man wrapped in all the bandages but now but now see the thing also is is that it was not just the creepy crawler thing maker is that this was a whole toy technology there were all different things that you could do with hot metal plates and melted plastic yeah uh so like one in particular i forget what the fuck it was called but it had it had like a a, mechan- a mechanism so that like it would walk and it was just like a just a mechanism with like feet and then from there you can do something like the thing maker with melted plastic and make like different heads and different bodies of monsters to put on this walking thing hmm just as uh, another example, but it was the same thing. It was hot metal electric plates and melted plastic. Buddy, do you see how good I look right now? Holy crap. I look so good. <laughs> Woohoo! Um, okay, so. Uh, they released the Creepy Crawler Thingmaker 2 in the 70s. And while we're on the subject, in 1979, Kenner Toys announced that they were starting work on a Boba Fett action figure. Yes. Boba Fett. You know, you know from the uh, legendary film, the Star Wars holiday special. Yes. Uh... And so this Boba Fett action figure would have a, a jetpack and then it would have a toy rocket on the jetpack and you would press the little thing and the toy rocket would shoot out. Achoo! And so they started making some prototypes of the Boba Fett and uh, it, apparently Kenner deemed the toy a choking hazard and so they only made a few prototypes that now sell for hundreds of thousands of dollars. They didn't even release the Boba Fett action figure with the rocket that shot out. No. I, I want to cast Boba Fett action figure with a little rocket on its back, and then you press the thing, and then it goes, pachoo! I want, I want a Boba Fett that goes, pachoo! Everyone, uh, everyone deserves a little Boba Fett that goes, pachoo! Oh, yes. Oh, Shit, not gun. Yeah, yeah, all the stuff. That's oh. the that's the like the surprise twist at the end. I'm still going through all the things. I Fuck, spoilers! Still, like, you had it. Spoiled the end it. of the. I didn't know where you were. You 
Well, the end of our of my monologue. I don't watch it. Yeah, you did give me the idea, so that's okay. okay. Yeah, uh, okay, because we just totally did not know where this was going at all. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> uh, and, and finally, Bunny, I grew up going to a very strict private Catholic school. Uh, and not all of my classmates, but most of my classmates, a number of my classmates, they had money. Yeah, they had money. There were a few of us, like me and um, uh, Heath Mosier and maybe Michael Waldron. Our parents were struggling to get by and hardly had any money. But but then there were other people who had money. I'd stay over at like Aaron Diaz's house and we'd be uh, having a sleepover. On, on, on like the third floor of his house and it's like i just have the one floor <laughs> that was always weird going to a, a house of a kid who had stairs yes stairs and then it's like the 80s and so like every fourth house had a conversation pit in yes. the live in the living room like oh here you go here you go and now take the stairs down to the living room pod Right, and we and we wouldn't have stairs, and then we would get a slinky, and it'd be like, "What do we do with this?" Oh, yeah, what are we supposed to do with this? Yeah. So, uh, you've never been in a house with stairs? Yes, you have, because my parents have stairs. You yeah, just don't remember that you were too young. Oh, my parents are bitch ass motherfuckers. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I I'm not I'm not arguing with that, but like I go to Matt Fendon's house. And he'd have a big grand piano in his living room. Yeah. Like it's Matt, Matt Fendon's dad was Liberace or something. And I'd go to somebody else's house. I'd be in Scottsdale. Scottsdale. I don't got Scottsdale money. All the, Like you have a grand piano in your house. All I have is an eight track player and Julio Iglesias tape. That's all I have. Julio Iglesias on eight track and a beta tape player. I I don't really remember any of my friends having money. I just remember as a kid walking into a house that was exceptionally clean and getting really nervous and anxious. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I get that. In the 80s, one third of all houses had a one bathroom that was beach themed. You go to some friend's house and there's seashells and like yeah. a lobster. Yeah. Yeah. I, that just top of my head. <laughs> I once went to Aurelia's house in eighth grade for a party once. And no offense to Aurelia. She's super cool and supportive of Maylin. She's an ally. Yeah. Love her. She's awesome. But I swear that house was in a state off of Central Avenue right near downtown Phoenix. I swear to you. That, that party was catered. Oh, wow. 
I remember White Mike Waldron and I, we were both uh, from homes where we struggled with money. So while the rest of the party was walking around the posh neighborhood, uh, Mike and I stayed in the garage just pigging out at food like madmen, Bunny, just shoveling, you know? Yes. Mike Waldron was one of the popular kids, uh, but him and I were also became very close friends because, you know, the popular kids in the 80s, they just want to go ride their bikes and then go to the park and then throw the football around. But I was like the only friend of Mike Waldron's that would say, you want to play Nintendo? And that was like enough for a friendship. Yeah. Of just staying up and playing Super Mario 3. So uh, we're just eating a bunch of food at Aurelia's house, just shoveling it in. And so, so, okay, so this is what I'm getting at, Bunny. Uh, uh, So one thing from childhood that I remember being the height of luxury, jarts. 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 A.K.A. Friggin' long lawn darts, bunny. Yes. Lawn darts. I don't know where the jart came from. Jousting darts. Oh. I, I have no idea. I have no idea where <laughs> it came from. I, I just... I, I, I will just accept came that. out of my head. Yeah. But long darts. They, like, like... You're at like a friend's house and it's like, oh, you want to go play long darts, lawn darts in the backyard? And it's like, yo, y'all, y'all can afford lawn darts. Okay. Y- you guys, you guys have got money. So, Bunny, we've been talking about banned American products, toys, food, lawn related games, etc., that were deemed too dangerous and were banned. Yes. Meanwhile, every year, more than 3,500 children and teens are shot and killed uh, in the United States, and another 15,000 are wounded in shootings. That's according to the CDC. In 2020 alone, over 4,300 young Americans died of firearm-related injuries, and in 2022, that number skyrocketed to over 6,000 kids killed or injured. Uh, Guns are dangerous, and they are regularly killing children. But Republicans and pro-life pro-life Republicans at that, um, they don't think that guns should be banned. Oh, really? So I can't make, I can't own the official CSI fingerprint investigation kit because a child may get hurt. But kids are being killed with guns, and your plan is what? Give them more? Yes. Like what the heck? We we are in the absolute worst world. Oh, you can't have, you can't have a Kinder Egg. Those are too dangerous. But we're not going to do anything to stop mass shootings in schools. Yes. But let's give the teachers who are just grooming your children to be homosexual and trans, let's give them guns. Yes, I know that I won't rest until every home economics teacher has the Gatling gun. Jesse Ventura used a predator. 
Yes, they would not be able to teach you how to make a devil's food cake because that would be controversial, but they can have a gun. If the Americans are too stupid before eating it, maybe they shouldn't have all the guns. Ten minute warning. Uh, honey, while you're here, would you like to try some of these lightly salted potato chips? No. I like them. Mal thinks that they are gross. What are you doing? Uh, some Republican sheep and a bald head and no neck told me, told me, uh, he told me recently online that, well, you can't ban guns because criminals were get their hands on them anyway. And it's like, hey, why don't you get that idiotic Republican nonsense that passes for logic and use that same flimsy, flimsy excuse on other things like weed, on mushrooms, on same-sex marriage, on friggin' abortion. Republicans want to ban books, education, voting rights, gay marriage, the existence of trans people. They want to ban everything, but the things except for the things that are act actively killing our children. So, Bonnie, yeah. um, this whole thing has been a way to introduce everyone to my new advocacy group. <clears throat> it, it, it's We're going to be a lobbying group similar to the NRA. I'm calling it, and I made you a graphic. Do you have the graphic, Bunny? A graphic? Yeah, I no. sent it to your uh, message. Oh, no, I said it's okay if you if you can't put it up right now. But I came up with a graphic. I told you that the entire monologue was based on this graphic. It's cool. I have. I'm. <laughs> I'm starting. I'm starting a new organization. It is called the NLDA, the National Lawn Dart Association, because kids deserve. To grow up in an America where you get a little Boba Fett action figure with a little rocket that goes pew. Yes. Everyone deserves a kick-ass Boba Fett action figure. You mean to tell me that guns can't get banned, but I legally can no longer play lawn darts? I want to throw big sharp things at the lawn near my children. Yes. Preferably so near be, your children. We're going to be in D.C. lobbying for lawn darts. Lobbying to bring back the creepy crawler with toxicity. Have you have you worked on your any of your lawn dart related chants? I don't there haven't been any. This is this is our time. Well, that's right. why you have to come up with one. Yeah. Yeah. Long darts are going to be the next big... You mean to tell me that long darts are dead, but somehow the XFL is back again, again? Is it back again? Uh, the Rock is rebooting it. The, uh. Rock, the Rock bought the rights of the XFL from Vince McMahon. I haven't seen a uh, I haven't seen a fight like this since Michael Jackson bought all of the Beatles songs. Really? Yeah. So 
Uh, we're going to bring back Kinder Eggs, the Thing Maker, the doll that wants to eat hair, uh, the cool Boba Fett with the rocket that goes, Pew! we're going to bring it all back. Lawn darts are the, hey, there it is. Yay, you got it working. The National Lawn Dart Association. I There aren't a lot of uh, uh, graphics. There's not a lot of lawn dart clip art. No. There is because, no. Because <coughs> lawn darts haven't been a thing. But it's not like uh, uh, government officials are going door to door taking your lawn darts. So... They banned it in the eight. They stopped selling it in the eighties, but a lot of people just kept them. And so throughout the nineties and two thousands, people still had lawn darts, even though they have been banned and they stopped making them. So this was the closest I could get for my logo for the NLDA, the NOLDA. And and it's, it's but it just like gives you that that like like slightly criminal feel. Because you know you yeah. have lawn darts, you know yeah. you have you have lawn darts in the garage, and you know they're illegal, and you're just like, ha, fucking anarchy, motherfucker. That's exactly why I have a little bag of black heart part heroin. Fuck you! I won't do what you tell me. And then you throw a lawn dart. Yeah. Ooh, forty points. So everybody, uh. It, I, I'm excited to get that uh, uh, advocacy group donation money. Oh, that's where it's at. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, if you want to fight for America's freedoms, all you patriots out there, send me money to that will help me in my fight to get lawn darts back. That's that's the plan. If you're not going to ban guns, I should be able to throw darts at my kids. Yes. Simple as that. So be sure and donate now to the National yeah. Lawn Dart Association. They'll live everyone... most likely. Huh? I said they'll live most likely. Yeah. Yeah. Because everyone deserves a Boba Fett action figure with a kick-ass rocket launcher on its jet pack that goes And that's our slogan. You got to add the pachoo. So that's it for the monologue this week. We are going to be taking a short break because I've been losing my voice. Have you noticed, Bunny? Yes. I, it, I okay. I like to think that 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 uh, I've. I, uh, what's the name of that one New York actress from the slums of Beverly Hills and Natasha Leone? Like to think I've got a Natasha. Leon thing going on with uh -huh. my voice. Uh, so we're going to take a short break because we do this on Zoom and uh, there's a 40 minute time limit. So we are going to take a short break and when we come back, we are going to continue our discussion of American history with American presidents. So we will be right back with more of the Popon film after this. Certified frustration-free packaging. Hmm. Not not frustrating. That's good. I guess I just pull here and uh, 
damn it. Damn it. Damn it. And we're back with more of the Pope on film. Nice. Bye. Yes. If you're like me, and I know I am, ha 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 ha. Gee, we sure do like to have fun here at the Pope on film podcast. But you know what's not fun? My moderate to severe rheumatoid arthritis, or RA. That's why Bunny and I take prescription Zeljans. Zeljans yes. is a pill, not an injection or infusion, and is clinically proven to help adults with moderate to severe rheumatoid arthritis, or RA. Side effects of Zeljans includes... Oh, you're expecting me side effect you're expecting me to jump in here with the side I am I I am side effects. I represent side effects. Okay. Um This is the totally planned and scripted part where you list off the side effects of prescription Zeljans. Okay, well there is there is uh difficulty of breathing, loss of consciousness, uh violent convulsions, uh Pain, nausea, and then finally, mm -hmm, death. Thank you, Vincent Price. I want, I want, I want soft convulsions. Soft. Why do they have to be violent? I want some smooth jazz, easy listening adult contemporary convulsions. Yes, that's what I want. Convulsions where it's just sort of like, hey, yeah. Like that. Catalina Breeze. Yeah, that was fun. Anyway, regular opening. I, I just Black totally stole that funny, from uh, Alice Cooper's Black Widow, the the Vincent Price part. Oh, yeah, gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. I didn't quite get it right, but I needed something in a hurry. It was a quick grab. It was right yeah, there. Yeah, no, that was good. That was good. <laughs> that was good. 
Um, so, uh, regular opening, yada, yada, yada. This is the part of the podcast where I get a story from history and maybe reword it a little bit by my own unique storytelling pizzazz. And that's what this is, another educationally uneducational uh, installment of historic approximations, or as we like to call it, HAP! And, and for those of you, oh, uh, no, dramatic music. Dun, 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 dun. It's been a while, I feel, since you've done that. Oh, and for those of you taking part in the Pope on Film Fantasy Leagues online, that's capital H, capital A, but small p. That is important. It's crucial. It's vital to the whole ebb and flow of the podcast. And we need, we need small p. I personally didn't want to do the small p, but Bunny said it's important to represent for small p havers everywhere. Yes. That was a from Bunny. And so I'm trusting Bunny in this. Big H, big A, tiny P, that's how it is. And to be <clears> clear, representation for, is important. It is. It is. Um, well, another woke podcast from the liberal left. And then and then one thing that Republicans love saying is, well, I I don't I don't trust the left or the right. And it's like, okay, that's what that's what right wingers say. Uh, so where were we? Oh yes, for years this podcast segment used to be called Steve's Historic Approximations or SHAP, as I like to call it, repeatedly event uh, it repeatedly repeatedly <laughs> annoyingly, whether anyone wanted me to or not, but a dead name is a dead name for is dead for a reason. And so we're moving on. So today is a very special hat. It is part two. Uh, last episode, episode 251, we went president by president using our superior knowledge of presidential history uh, and told people some little known facts about uh, all of our United States presidents. Well, we wanted it to be all, but we only, we, we, we got to number 21, Chester, comma, uh, Arthur. Yeah. Anne Arthur. Um, Arthur, it does as he pleases, becomes the 21st president. He's our most, he was our most Sergeant Peppery looking president. Yes, he Chester, was. Chester uh, Arthur. So this is part two. We are going to continue on our discussion of American presidents. Um, which may be hard, but I have to, it, 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 it'll, I think it'll be difficult to do 22 to 46 in one day, but I have faith in us. Bunny, are you ready? Let's find out. Yeah. Ready? Okay. Here we go. Yes. Uh, we're starting now with number 22, Grover Cleveland. Do you, do you got Grover Cleveland there? Gro Grover Cleveland. Yeah. I, okay. I hope so. Uh, Okay. Um, I hope that's Grover Cleveland. That's all I'm saying. Okay. I have an idea for a high-concept kids parody book. I need you to hear me out on this, Bunny. I call it The Commander-in-Chief at the end of this book, starring lovable, furry old Grover Cleveland 
Yes. I think it's a great idea. I think it's a... I, 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 uh... And Grover Cleveland is scared of uh, Commander-in-Chiefs. And so he's trying to get you to stop reading the book. And then here's my favorite part. In the middle of the book, to try and get you to stop reading, he filibusters the book. Uh-huh. And you just turn the page, and then in those two pages, it's nothing but words. And then you turn the page again, and it's nothing but words that you have to read because he's trying to filibuster the book. Yeah. I think, it, I think it's idea. a cute idea. The Commander-in-Chief at the end of this book, starring lovable furry old Grover Cleveland. But let's uh, take it to prototype. You know, maybe, maybe if I yeah. see it. You know, maybe if I see it, I can I can feel it. Hey, what percentage of American presidents do you think had a cauliflower ear like they were a 1960s, 70s wrestler? Because that's definitely what Grover Cleveland has going on on the side of his face. He's got one of them cloverleaf ears. Like he's fez. I would say like about uh, 70% of presidents got the cauliflower ear. I would think a lot because they used to wrestle bars back there. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Okay, now let's move on to number 23. This is uh, Benjamin Harrison. Benjamin Harrison. Uh, or, or as you may also know him, Frazier's dad. All the prostitutes just called him Benny. <laughs> Benny Harrison. That was the original lyrics. Benjamin. Benjamin. <laughs> Benjamin Harrison. Originally, all of Elton John's songs were going to be about we're going to be about uh, presidents. Hold me closer, Grover Cleveland. Uh, so Benjamin Harrison, Frazier's dad from Frazier. Eddie, that was the name of the dog. Eddie the dog. That was the name of Frazier's dog. Okay, I'm, I'm just happy that I remember that. But doesn't he look like him? I think he looks just like him. He looks like him a lot, yeah. Yeah, he looks like... The great thing about Benjamin Harrison is that uh, he weeble wobbles, but he won't fall down. That's always good in the president. That's, that's something you look for in the president. But so I grew now, up with Gerald Ford, so that might have something to do with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's move on to number 24, Grover Cleveland. What? There, surely, there must be some mistake. But no! Number 24, the return of lovable, furry old Grover Cleveland. So, okay, our 22nd president and our 24th president were both Grover Cleveland. He is the first and to date only president to have two non-consecutive terms. And now Trump thinks he's going to be the second? I'm sorry. Trump is no Grover Cleveland. No. And that kind of makes me feel happy because sometimes I'm like, 
Oh, goodness. People still like Trump. There's still a good chance he might win, but it's like, oh, there's only one other person who, who there's only one person who was one president who has ever had two non-consecutive terms. That's my boy Grover Cleveland, the Muppet. I don't think Trump can do it. Trump, Trump can't Grover Cleveland himself. No, no. Damn, yeah. they took a lot of time getting that mustache just right, though, didn't they? Look at that fucking thing. That is a fucking work of art right there. That mustache, impressive. look at it. It's got a perfect curl on it. There is looks nice like, separation between, like, looks, you could surf that fucking mustache. He looks like Brian Doyle Murray. <laughs> He really does. He's he's Grover Cleveland Murray. There's so many Murrays. It's ridiculous. So let's move on to number 25, William McKinley. So this is uh, Billy McKinley. His grandson, Mark McKinley, was my favorite kids in the hall. Yeah. Yeah. Look at his head. Uh first off he's got resting sam the eagle face yeah oh god definitely yes definitely his 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 head is like almost perfectly cylindrical like there's no roundness going on there at all he has a tiki head yes William McKinley, our first tiki president. And that's not a tie, and that's not a bow tie. I don't know what that is. That's a Hot Wheels play track. It 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 looks like a just like a a fun size Milky Way hot hot glue gun to a strap. It looks and like a painted black. It looks like a seatbelt. Like William McKinley had his own neck seatbelt built into his suits. I don't know why. It's really, it was bizarre. So let's move on to number 26. I'm pretty sure that head comes off. I'm not terribly sure he's not robotic. His, it looks like his head is his torso. Yeah. No neck Joe. Fascinating to me. Absolutely fascinating. Let's move on to number 26, Theodore Roosevelt. Teddy. I am so shocked that this man was such a badass because this is straight up. This is a fancy boy president. Just going by the picture, it's like this man... Definitely had to be related to uh, what's his name, uh, Walter from the Big Lebowski. He has resting John Goodman face. Yes, yes, very much so. He looks like he owns numerous Fabergé eggs. He he kind of looks he kind of looks like that kid from the Van Halen video, Hot for Teacher. What was his name? Was, was his name Waldo? Uh, I was about to say, speaking of Van Halen, check out the wings on his collar there. He's got the Batman logo on his chest. Yeah. With that, like, 
I know some birds that don't have that wingspan on his jacket. Theodore Roosevelt's ready to fly away. Let's move on to number 27, William Howard Taft. Um, he was president from 1909 to 1913, where the country was in such dire financial uh, straits that they couldn't pay the lighting bill, which is why you can barely see William Howard Taft. He was like Batman. He... He was the president who lived in the shadows. Yeah. I want to grab that handlebar and just ride to town. Yeah. That's what I want to do. That is a handlebar. See, we, we, we should go back and try. Then we could determine exactly how long the big bushy mustache was in fashion. Yeah. So far, a lot of years, I'm guessing. Okay, let's 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 really quick just think of some things that from our modern day that would kill William Howard Taft. Um, explaining to him what a meme was. Yes. One sip of Jolt Cola. We'll see if we want to kill him. If we want to, if we really want to kill him, okay. I am not showing him television. I am not showing him the internet. I am taking him straight ass to Pornhub. Yeah. Yeah. Without explaining shit. Just be like, his head, see, his head would something? explode like in scanners. Yeah. Just. That is phenomenal. I can see that. He looks like he would. I, 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 I can't explain this, but. William Howard Taft looks like he ate at a Fuddruckers. <laughs> he he's just he's he's a regular at Fuddruckers. Not sure how, but uh, let's move on now to number twenty-eight. Woodrow Wilson. I don't like all the W's yeah, at no. all. No. Now it's so funny, Bunny. Because Woody here, Woody Wilson, uh, he was the one who I swore was uh, an actor in Hammer films. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Uh, he's I'm got really... a long, he's got a long face. He's got a bit of a droopy going to him. Yeah. So, like, I can picture. Uh, you know, he just shows up at the studio. Okay, what movie are we doing this week? Oh. The Curse of the Evil of the Revenge of Dracula's Frankenstein. Okay, whatever. Uh, hi, hi, Crushing. How are you? You doing good? How's your wife? For, for me, it's he's just putting off the, the, the mean head of the orphanage. You know? Like, like he just looks like he really enjoys being cruel to orphans in particular. Is he wearing tiny little glasses? He seems he seems like the type of person who would be wearing tiny little glasses yeah. so that he can take them out and then yell about that frat house. Yes. Sigma Nu! Oh, the boys of Party House. That's, that, that's Woodrow Wilson. 
Yes. Uh, now let's move on to number 29. Wait, who is this? Warren G. Harding. Never heard of him. No. Warren G. Harding. There's nothing to say about Warren G. Harding. Uh, it's not like anybody knows anything about his presidency or any. So you weren't past or scandals or you weren't like, able to... I don't know off the top of my head who was his uh. secretary of the interior, because that would be a bizarre fact for someone to keep in his brain. Yeah. His or her brain. I, I, I you weren't able to get a real picture of him. <laughs> yes. I, 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 I'm just fucking with you. That's Griswell. Cause that is, that is like, <laughs> I, I mean, if, it looks like a Madame Tussaud wax figure. Really? What I was thinking is uh, Crandor, the mentalist. <laughs> He's touring with Mr. Kite. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Criswell over here. He, he was actually, he's, he's, uh, I, uh, um, okay. I'm, it, I'm I'm thinking of a loved one begins with an S yeah. begins with an S stuh c c yeah that's what I see there yeah Warren G Warren Warren G Harding I am, I am thinking uh, of a number between one and infinity Warren G Harding got to regulate regulators. <laughs> Warren Warren Harding was a G, so that's why they gave him that G in the middle. It's actually like an award. Yes. Uh, so that's 29. Let's move on to number 30, Calvin Coolidge. Um, I feel like he, I feel like I could break him. Okay, okay, now if I you're feel like a- I feel like I need to see him drinking water while the puppet talks. <laughs> I feel like, okay, um, I don't think I'm winning a fight against William Howard Taft. No, okay, you you don't think you could take down the Tafter? I I don't think I could beat Teddy Roosevelt. Oh, Teddy Roosevelt will kick both of our asses. Chester oh. A. Arthur, I, I, I can't beat James A. Garfield, even though he eats nothing but lasagna. Um, Ulysses S. Grant, James Buchanan looks insane, but I'm just, I'm just saying it. I could beat Calvin Coolidge's ass. Yeah, yeah. Calvin Coolidge looks like, oh my god, Mal, Mal, Mal. What's the name of the kid from Bob's Burgers that's always sick? And he has it, Rudy. Yes, Calvin Coolidge looks like Rudy the sick kid from Bob's Burgers. Oh, he walks around with an inhaler. That's Rudy. Oh, that's wonderful. Calvin Coolidge. Um, you, you know, know what, what else he? Great? You know what else he looks like? Okay, because that he looks like the guy who. He's the guy you would hire to model a X-ray specs. Yeah, he looks like uh, he, he looks like first... he's staring through something right now, 
probably a female's clothing. I'm just saying, with his pointy ears and his massive forehead and his sharp chin and his pointy nose, he might be an orc. Or at least half orc. Yeah. Because it, 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 the picture is black and white. His, his skin might be green. This and we're is just true, not seeing that. It was a light green, yeah. Yeah, he just looks like, uh, oh yeah, my 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 mom was uh, an American and my dad was an orc. And so, there you go. They have pictures of him in college with like a like a, a nose ring and horns. I can absolutely see that. Uh, let's move on to number thirty-one, Herbert Hoover. Number 31, he definitely looks like he owns lingerie. <laughs> 100%. Just look at his face. If he is if he is looking at the camera and just thinking about the frilly things he's going to wear when he gets home. Yeah. Period. Yeah. But Period. Of course, end of sentence. Also remember to tune into his radio show Monday through Friday, 8, 8 p.m. He, 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 I can hear his sermon. Yeah. Just looking at this picture, I can hear his entire sermon. And I, well, and it would be anti female clothes because it's so hot. I'm gonna fan myself with my church program because I do declare it is hot here while the Reverend Hoover comes out to talk about Jesus again. How many of our presidents are um, uh, Walter from the Big Lebowski? We have a lot of Lebowskian presidents. Yes. Yes. Because he looks like he could be a Jeffrey Lebowski, the millionaire. So now, Let's... so now, are we seeing the modern tie for the first time here? Maybe. Yeah, it might be nothing but ties from here on out. Uh, so let's move on to number 32, Franklin De Roosevelt. They made a movie. Look at that picture. Look at that face. Look at that face. They actually made a movie about the life of Franklin De Roosevelt. It came out in 1977, and it was called The Incredible Melting Man. Yes. Look at that face. But but I do admire how how he used to get out there and like wrestle bears and fight the Spanish and English war you know the Spanish whatever war uh, you know and and like build the canal and all that while being paralyzed you know like you know good yeah. on him good on him yeah, yeah. Uh, Franklin De Roosevelt. Yeah. Um his his that skin he, he was our first turquoise president. So that's good. Uh I like that. Let's move on to number 33, Harry S. Truman. He's got a secret, but he's not gonna tell you. That's no. Harry. Harry Struman. Yeah. Yeah, Harry Struman. He looks like a Arc. I no 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 I I went totally. He looks like he owns the deli. Yeah, 
Okay. You know? He's like, yeah. you want the pastrami? The pastrami's really fresh today. The pastrami's really good. I recommend the pastrami. You might love one a little sauerkraut on the side with the pastrami. Got some, got some really nice half sour pickles for you. See, to me, he's one of those people that just wakes up at 4 a.m. on a Sunday. Just because. And yeah, and by six o'clock, they've already like walked five miles and had breakfast at some diner. Oh, hey, Gladys. That's Harry Seth Ruman. Yes. Let's move on to number 34, Dwight Schrute Eisenhower. He was America's first turtle president. Yes. He was a turtle, and a lot of times he would do speeches, and then he would go and sun himself on a rock. And he would say, like, uh, America is a good country. That was the direct quote. Thank you, Mal, for backing me up. They just keep getting older and older, and then boom, 35, John Kennedy, Codebreaker. Oh, it's, we're going on? Okay. Yeah, let's move there on to number 35, John F. Kennedy. John F. Kennedy. What, me um, worry? Uh, let me tell you something about John F. Kennedy. He blows my mind. When I think of JFK. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I, this man. We, this we man, literally he, got a piece of his mind. Yeah. Yeah. We, um, we watched it go flying off. <laughs> well, it can't be said that Dallas doesn't love you, Mr. President. Uh, <laughs> He got that. He got that Prince Charming teeth. I he got he got he got that that ooh man. He can crack open walnuts. Oh come on! And with especially his, with, with this picture, especially with this picture, you you just put a little more gap between those front teeth. He is Alfred fucking E. Newman. Yeah, look at him. Yeah. John F. Kennedy is our first president where if you grabbed him by the chin and lifted it up, Pez would come out. Yes. So let's move on to number 36. Lyndon B. Johnson. This man. I don't think this man was real. This is just a rubber. Ten minute warning. Two toy. This is just a chew toy. Yes. That's not a real... He was our first testicle president. He... He he, he went pretty far for uh, pro-testicle rights. Yeah, yeah, you know... He's, he's odd. He did some good things. He did some really horrendous things. Lyndon B. Johnson was the first time in American history where people finally realized, wait, so 
if the president dies, this douchebag, and that's why yeah. when uh 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 what's his name uh uh. That's why when George H.W. Bush was president, all the the presidential shooters went, nope. <laughs> not at all. We good. Wow, we are not going to finish the presidents, but we're so close. We're going into the 70s. Let's move on to number 37, Richard Nixon. Let's, let's try to power through. I mean, come yeah. on. Okay, Richard Nixon. Um. Richard Nixon looks like someone just airbrushed Lyndon B. Johnson. This is correct. Like looking at like I'm going through a list of presidents on Wikipedia. So the pictures are right right on top of each other. And it's fascinating to see Lyndon B. Johnson and Richard Nixon together. It's like they just made the nose bigger. did the wrinkles a little bit. I mean, it's it's the same person. More or less. Clone! Clone! We figured it out. Some presidential history uncovered right here on the Pope on Film podcast. Richard Nixon is a clone! <laughs> and then, let's move on to 38. But even, even in this picture, you could tell that right down below there... Henry Kissinger is licking his butthole. Yep, absolutely. So let's move on to number 38, Gerald Gerald Ford. Ford. He was our our first minion president. He was our our summer replacement president. You get that picture. You take off his suit and put him in uh, uh, overalls, and you paint him yellow. That's a you got a freaking minion on your hands. Yeah, no, this is true. And also, like a minion, I very much feel that you could distract Gerald Ford with a banana. Yes, he was the substitute teacher president. Hey, what's up? My name's Gerald Ford. Uh, Nobody knew who he was. What did we watch a movie? You know, he came out of nowhere, and suddenly he was fucking president. In like yeah. a week. Yeah. So uh he was our summer romance. Yes. Oh. The summer night. I nailed that. Who Chevy Chase owes his career to. Basically. Uh let's move on to number thirty-five. Jimmy Carter. And really, that's it. Gerald Ford was 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 the first Saturday Night Live president. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Max. Oh, thank you. Love it. in the van. Awesome. Jimmy Carter was a peanut. Yeah. Not too many people know that. You never saw Jimmy Carter fall because if he falled, his shell would crack and then the the yummy, yummy nut inside. Yes. He was Mr. Peanut. Yeah. He was Mr. Peanut. He was, for a very brief time, here's something important that nobody knows about Jimmy Carter, but for a very brief part of the time, he was a part of the Manson family. 
He was Smiley Manson. <laughs> yes. There was Squeaky, there was Tex, there was Dopey, he was Smiley. Yes. Well, I do declare that I am the devil, and I believe that I am here to do some devil shit. Yeah. That's he, my Jimmy Carter as a member of the Manson family impression. After, after shit oh. went down, he was going to become a game show host, accidentally became president instead. Thanks. Yeah, it's boss. Okay. Dang it. I really thought this is just so much fun. Yes. It's just so much fun that we, honey, we just made it to Reagan. But we have four minutes left. We can't, we can't, Ronnie? we can't rock it through. Yeah, uh, we should stop like it there. Seven. Yeah. No, we can't. I can't do it. I can't you do it. You know what? You know what? I don't want to hear that kind of negative talk, buddy. All right. Ronald Reagan was the first president to have their first lady get fucked by Mr. T. See? There you but go. not the last. I'm looking at you, Barbara Bush. It's like, now we go down. You're done with Ronald. I mean, uh, Ronald, you're done, Ronald. You're done with Bush. You're done with George H. D. W. B. W. K. R. P. in Cincinnati Bush. Yeah. Now go to Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton, big time stepfather. What are you energy. doing? Are, are are we going on or? We're trying to. I'm forcing okay, I'm forcing. Uh, number forty one, George H. W. Bush. Well, I don't he, know. I think these monkeys require more time since they're in our lifetimes. Okay, they need okay. they need stronger roasting. I mean, you can't just gloss That's past Ronald fucking Reagan. That's a good words point. must okay. be said. Yeah. So, okay. So we're going to stop at Ronald Reagan, number 40. And then we can spend more time in our next episode focusing on the modern presidents. Well, let's go. How about we go back? Let's go back to Gerald Ford. How about that? We'll start with the Saturday Night Live president. Yeah. Okay. So let me write this down because I'll forget it. Uh, 38 to 46. That'll be fun. This will be fun. I love doing this. This is this is such a friggin' blast. Okay, so we finish off our look at uh, American presidents next week. No, I'm a vampire. Next week, if you're listening <laughs> to this podcast, then you're lost. Okay, so next week we continue our look at American presidents. Bless you. Uh, with number 38 to 46. So join us next week for more educationally uneducational fun with Ha! 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 And cut on that. Funny! Yes! We are going to take a short break, and then when we come back, we are going to talk about this week's movie, Skinamarink, a movie which I know you love, and I... I know that you've just been bursting at the seams <laughs> to praise upon this wonderful movie. I know you're excited. I know you loved it. I ha- I'm going to have some very odd opinions about this one, I think. Oh, I'm so excited. Like, like 15 minutes into this movie, when I saw the movie for the first time, 15 minutes into it, it 
and this was like a in January. I just went, oh, Winter Bunny and I getting to skin a meringue. This is going to be so good. And now we're here and I'm so excited. Yes. So we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about skin a meringue, uh, which is apparently a movie. Uh, so we will be right back with more of the Pope on Phil after this. Do, 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 This is the outro. Do, 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 Skitty pop, do wow, and break. John Johnson, but everyone here calls me Vicky. Andre the Giant, we hardly knew ye. What's up, y'all? Bill McNeil saying there's a party all up in here and you need to get with the flow. Oh, yeah, Rocket Fuel Malt Liquor's got the heavyweight power, but you got the E.O.T.S. to rip it up to some fat booty beats. Or just chill with the honeys. So get on the rocket and see the stars. Rocket Fuel Malt Liquor. Damn! <laughs> The Erotic Adventures of Hercules. Close it up, close it up, close it up. You don't scare me. I got chunks of guys like you in my stool. Now this is something the other tour guides won't tell you. Seasons came and changed the time. The murder of Phil Hartman. Dig your own grave and save. Have you ever heard the expression, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade, and then toss it in the face of the person who gave you the lemons until they give you the oranges you asked for in the first place? In this particular cell block, Machine Gun Kelly had what we call in the prison system a bitch. And one night, in a jealous rage, Kelly took a makeshift knife for Shiv and cut out the bitch's eyes. Did somebody say sassy? This way to the cafeteria. Champ Howard, today we mourn a stooge. Bryn pointed the gun at Phil and fired three shots. Fire! Fire! 
I, I should want to cook him a simple meal, but I shouldn't want to cut into him, to tear the flesh, to wear the flesh, to be born unto new worlds where his flesh becomes my key. And as if this wasn't enough retribution for Kelly, the next day he and four other inmates took turns pissing into the bitch's ocular cavities. That's right! I never thought of that one! Oh, women! No, women! 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 Dame! Say women! 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 Moments later, Bryn picked up a second gun and lay down next to the body of her husband. She held the weapon to her own head and pulled the trigger. Yeah. 
Are you an evil supervillain in need of a nameless army? Then come on down to Nameless Henchman Warehouse. We are North America's leading supplier of nameless characterless thugs who all somehow know Kung Fu. Plus, since they're characterless, it doesn't matter when they die in battle, and that is the Nameless Henchman Warehouse guarantee. Do you need an army to storm a mystical castle? Do you need a henchman to steal pages from an ancient tome? Or do you just want to defeat those pesky ninja turtles once and for all? Then come on down to the nameless henchman warehouse off of Route 9 in Maine next to the Chicory Dog. New henchman warehouse. We send bad guys to death. A picture you won't ever forget, because it touches the full spectrum of the bizarre, the forbidden, the twilight areas of a life destined to be spent in shadow and agony. The screen may never again relate to this subject matter. It will certainly never again approach this treatment. Oh, you know all about them, huh? You don't even know their names. Now get them out of here. Look, Paul, why don't you just go on to bed or something? I promised to have them out of here first thing in the morning. But I'm not taking them back on that road this time of night. Billy, I don't want to be unreasonable. But you know what happens to you when you get around women. And it must never happen again. <gasps> it ain't gonna happen, Paul. <coughs> I'm gonna go fix them something to eat, and I'll show them to the rooms. A child's world robbed of joy by a secret conspiracy of suspicion and fear, dwelling like a lodger in the mind, insinuating its presence into every heartbeat, holding a black light to the dreams of childhood, forcing the will into blind canyons of loneliness and despair, a stolen life, pawned to a godless oblivion. left to mourn, the last witnesses to the execution, suspended in time by a puppeteer with blood on his hands, little broken dolls that go on dancing after the music has stopped. Three. Mm. Judge me by my size, do you? Mm. My penis you have not seen. Huge it is. Mm, yes. Suck it, you will. Mm. in this house.
in this house. And we're back with more of the Pope on Film. Whisper dialogue. Whisper dialogue. Crackle, crackle. Mommy doesn't love you. I'm scared. Did I scare <laughs> you? <laughs> I, okay, I so got... now stretch that to 100 minutes. Boom! You got yourself a movie. There you go. Okay, so uh, it's time, Bunny. It's time. It's time. Yes, Bunny, my friend, my brother, my some third thing. It is time once again to move once more into the breach, dear friends, because it is time for this podcast to shimmy shake our way to the third and final part of the podcast. And it is said third part. We're in, we finally and eventually get around to discussing our low-cost, high-fiber, same great taste, but now with twice the calories. Movie of the week! And this week, 
we are finally discussing the film that some people call, call the scariest film of all time. And some people are calling nigh unwatchable shit. Yes, it's time to discuss the 2023 experimental supernatural horror film, Skinamarink! Woo! Maxwell, high five! Give me a Skinamarink five! Skinamarink day! That's right! Skinamarink! What did you find in the van? What? Reba McIntyre, Oklahoma girl. You guys are clearing out the van? Oh, I'm so glad I'm in here doing a podcast. Okay. Uh, hold on. What did you find in a box? Stuart Little, too. Not Little Stuart, too. This is a guy named Stuart, and he's just really freaking short. Uh,. So, Bonnie, how much did you love it? Wow. My 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 answer, like e even as if e even it's complicated. It's just complicated. Uh I, I don't see how anybody could have been scared by this at all. Okay. Did Jeannie see it? Because usually Jeannie watches these movies with you. I was interested. Yes. yes. What did she have to say about it? It's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> but I also think that that, that, is a, that is a big point to bring up. Like, this is not a movie to watch alone. You need to watch I, it somebody with you. I watched it alone on a dark and rainy January night by myself in a theater that was empty and I was high as balls. Yes. And I was still I was still laughing my ass off at the movie Skinnamarink. Yeah, I have a hard I, I I have a hard time being too hard on some mook who is just like us, who yeah. made a movie and got a lot of traction out of it. So right from there, good on you, mate. God bless you. Okay, yeah. Yeah. you you accomplished something. We don't know what it is, but it's something. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It is definitely not a horror movie at all. It's barely a movie. I, I I don't see how you could really call it a movie, but at the same time, given enough edibles, my brain was having a lot of fun with this movie. Because you look at nothing for so long that you think you start seeing something and you and right you're trying to impose order on just chaos and random shots yeah you don't you know? see anyone's face in the entire film 
the closest I could get to any kind of meaning for this movie is that it was an experimentation of what may or may not be creepy. So, like, okay, let's get a weird angle on a doorway and it'll be brightly lit. And we won't have any sound for this. Okay, let's have another shot of another doorway, but it's darkly lit. Okay, well, that seems more creepier. Okay, so let's try the bright doorway with some creepy sounds. Okay, and then let's try the dark hallway with some upbeat Max Fleischer cartoon music. Yep. You know, I'm like, okay, so that's balancing out the creepiness of the two. Like it looks like it looks like just weird experimental shots roughly along that theme. Yeah. Basically. And just sort of increased from there. Okay, now let's have let's have a shot of Legos with a flickering light and let's add a creepy voice to this one. Yeah. You know? So like I, I couldn't I couldn't tell anybody that this is good or they should watch it. All I can say is in my drug addled brain my brain had a lot of fun trying to impose yeah. order on this movie. I've, and I, I would like to like... watch it I would like to watch it a couple of more times to come up with a theory about what is actually going on in this movie and then there I want to no, hit the fucking no internet. <laughs> There's no theory to this. It's just madness. Yeah. You actually liked it a lot better than I thought you were going to. Oh man, looking at the trailer, I thought it was going I was going to hate it cuz like all of those shots especially in the trailer just look like so just look like pretentious art crap cuz see let me let me let me let me take you through this um i thought that you might not want to talk about the movie um um so i have a number of other topics for us that we could talk about instead of skinnamarink if at any point in time during this conversation you just wanted to tap out. <laughs> One, two, three, four. I've got five other topics that we can discuss. Well, I don't know. I don't see how there's a whole hell of a lot to discuss here. You know, like, what's what's to discuss? Like, the riveting ceiling light fixture sh- scene? You yeah. know, is that... Something worth discussing. <laughs> yeah, you messaged me now that I've seen the trailer. Maybe we just do Glenn or Glenda again. Yeah. Which was hilarious. Man, our podcast. But is then I did everything this. I could to go in with an open mind. 
you know, just yeah. sort of like, okay, I'm going to give this movie a fair chance. And I think I succeeded. You did. You did. Bunny kind of liked it. See, I, I don't think, it, see I don't think that's correct, though. Bunny kind of liked but. it. I don't think that's really right. I, I kind of like the effect it had. The the flashing lights in the, the film? The flashing it lights? Gave, no, he's right there. Um, I am so high right now. Bunny, are you there? I love Max Fleischer. I'm just getting yeah. into the Max Fleischer yeah, I keep, I've, I'm so happy that I threw this together, these uh, um, cartoons. These are all cartoons that were used in the movie. When I, was, when I watched it for the first time, I saw the credit in the beginning that said, all of the cartoons used in this movie are in public domain and were downloaded from archive.org. I'm like, Okay, there is a 50% chance that Bimbo's initiation is in this. Yeah. And so by the time he popped up, I was like, I marked out like I was at WrestleMania. <laughs> oh my God, that's Bimbo! Bimbo! I was so, I was so happy. I was so I happy. I got such a laugh out of that out of that opening credit about archive.org. And I was like and I was like cuz cuz like that is amateurish as shit. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you yeah, know. Mhm. Mm and just because you get something out of off of archive.org does not necessarily mean that it is in the public domain. I'm sorry, yep. that's kind of a myth. Archive.org is very kind of sloppy with what they consider in the public yep. domain. In mm -hmm. example, uh, I was I was working on a short film and I wanted some jazz music. And I particularly wanted crappy public domain jazz music. So I went searching for 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 something on archive.org. And what I found was some dude's podcast where like, okay, yeah, that podcast, I guess, is in the public domain, but the Miles Davis music that he's playing in the podcast is not yeah. in the fucking public domain. I can't use that. Yeah. <laughs> but that's archive.org. Yep, it is. 100%. This is a Canadian horror movie, and I think that's why this movie is in no way scary. It's like, uh, because Canadians are so polite. Yes. That it, the whole movie is just, hey, hi, uh, I'd like to jump scare you, if that's okay. Uh, no? Okay, I'll just be over here. By the light fixture, because <laughs> they're so they're so polite. Were there were there jump scares? There's 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 
one jump scare when the phone rings and it scared the crap out of me. There were places where I was expecting a jump scare. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like when we were looking at that little girl or woman or doll's back while the mother was speaking. Yeah. Um, so let's do some stats. Skinner Inc. is a 2023 movie. Despite what Wikipedia says, it pisses me off when they do this. Skinner Inc. premiered at some Canadian film festival in 2022, and then it opened in theaters this past January. So Wikipedia, the free online encyclopedia that anyone can edit, calls Skinner Inc. a 2022 film, and that's just wrong. Yeah. It's when the movie was released, not when the movie premiered. The movie cost 15000 Canadian dollars. Yes. That was to the which, budget of this movie. To which Jeannie had said, how did they spend that much? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. And I think that's a damn valid point. Yeah. But... But it cost $15,000 to make, and it friggin' shows. I mean, the special effects are Gumby level. Yes. Very Gumby special effects. Um, this movie cost $15,000. It made... Over two million dollars at the box office. Holy shit. That is a ridiculously successful take at the box office. So whether you love this movie or you hate it, Skinner Inc. was a huge hit. So this is my idea for the sequels. Number two, to Skinner to Marink. That's the title for the second one. Okay. The third one. We just call it Skinnamarink 3, but here's the thing. It stars Richard Pryor. It's actually, like, really funny. It's a comedy. Okay. Uh, Skinnamarink 4, that's the one where Skinnamarink fights Ivan Drago. Nice. Drago! Top of the mountain. Drago! I'm Skinnamarink! Fighting him. So that's 4. Skinnamarink 5. Ghidorah finally shows up. That's going to be really exciting with King Ghidorah in the mix. Uh, Skinnamarink 6 in space. Skinnamarink 7, by then the box office will be in the shitter, so we'll have uh, James Gunn take over. It'll be renamed The Skinnamarink. It'll star Margot Robbie. And then by Skinnamarink 8, they can just reboot it. Boom. Well, I would like to see Skinnamarink 2 be similar to this, except I would like it all to be dramatic and creepy shots of turtles. Just all different types of turtles, but at a weird angle and strangely lit. Uh, They can include Mitch McConnell and Dwight D. Eisenhower. Uh, as turtles, I will accept them as turtles. Dwight de Eisenhower. Yes. Uh, 
Oh, Bunny, um, it, today is Easter. Happy Easter, Bunny. Ah, did you see what I did? Uh-huh. Oh, uh, I, Easter means that it's no longer Lent, so, and I gave up cussing for Lent, so I'm happy to say here on the podcast, jizz. <laughs> oh, so Lent's uh, over? Huh? So Lent is over? Lent is over, yeah. You are you are free to curse now? I I I gave up two things for Lent. I gave up uh cursing, which was fucking hard as fucking shit, and posting thirst traps on Instagram to rile up one of my exes. <laughs> okay. So it I'm not gonna say which ex, but his or hers name rhymes with bomb. Bob Rob. Bomb. Bob Rob. I'm not dating Bob Ross okay. over He's here. I can't imagine making love to Bob Ross. Okay. Yeah, Eleanor, you should leave. God dang it, she didn't leave. Okay, I was gonna, I was gonna start riffing hard on Bob Ross doing it. Uh, so this cartoon specifically that's playing right now, the the um, bunny rabbit of a magician, yeah. they. They did like a small bit of this on a loop over and over again, and that part creeped me out. This is a very creepy oh, film. It's about a vibe. <coughs> yeah, this is it, it was in black and white, and the rabbit kept appearing and disappearing over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. I found this one to be especially creepy. But it it was it, it this movie. This movie. I don't even know how to explain it. Okay, so this movie was made on the cheap by a YouTuber. He's from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, and his name is Kyle Edward Ball. This was his first feature film. He has a YouTube channel. And so for years now, people have sent him their nightmares, and he tries to recreate them on the cheap. Okay. So, yeah, this movie feels like it's a crazy, mad, scary film. Not for my generation, but for young people who don't know horror movies like we do. Like, uh, like, I, like I honestly think that uh, my 21-year-old Amber would be scared shitless by uh, Skin of Marink. I just showed her the, tr- the trailer, and she freaked out. Really? Meanwhile, my wife is just there going, can he just stop saying in this house over and over again? I am so annoyed with him. But El- but uh, yeah, Amber was freaking out. So this is like a this is like a horror movie for the TikTok generation. You know? Yes. But like but maybe for someone who thinks the Chucky movies are hilarious and who 
doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be have explained to them who Herschel Gordon Lewis is. If you've seen more than one trauma film, then this Inc. may or may not be for you. Yeah. Yeah. Because the movie was creepy. It wasn't scary. I wasn't scared at all. Okay. It was just creepy. But it was a vibe. It would make a very good follow-up to a Crispin Glover movie. Really? Because I was going to say Begotten. Oh, God, yes, Begotten. Yeah, I got Begotten vibes off of this. And do you know how weird your movie has to be that someone can say the sentence, I'm getting Begotten vibes? Yeah. Weird. I don't know. I Every time I think about Begotten, I, I, I've got it linked in my head with, Dennis! There's some lovely filth down here. <laughs> nice. Hey, um, do you think you could explain the plot of Skinnamarink? Uh, yeah. Well, there's this guy, and he runs a savings and loan. Uh, okay. and and he runs a savings and loan, and he's got this stupid ass Uncle Billy who loses $8,000, so the savings and loan is going to go out of business. He's going to wind up getting arrested. He runs off, and he's wishing he, he never was going to be born uh, so that he, you know, because life was horrible. And, and then Clarence and Angel comes along and makes it like so he was never been born, and he goes around and he sees all the people that that he had known previously and and they were all worse off because he was never born and none of them knew him or anything like that and the the town was broken and horrible and taken over by the rich evil guy and and, and, and then he, it's morbid time yeah yeah and then he wanted to come back to life and and like everything was more gooder again uh, and that that is that is that is my theory of the plot. That makes sense. That makes of sense. Of This movie is polarizing. It is either the scariest movie that you will ever see, or it sucks ass. So, this is something I've never done before. Let's go to Letterbox. Okay. I've got some Letterbox reviews of Skinnamarink. Letterboxd also says Skinnamarink 2022. No, it's not a 2022 film. Okay. So, uh, let me read to you a good one and then a bad one. Okay. So, Skinnamarink, five stars watched by Freyer in November of 2022. Reduced me to a child hand over my mouth, tears in my eyes, a pit in my stomach. Surreal and familiar in the same stroke, liminal horror existing at the crossroads of comfortable, mundane surroundings and everything we can imagine might be in the darkness on the other side. It leaves you anticipating the revelation, begging to see something that might reduce the horror with its tangibility. But when it finally begins to reveal itself, you can only shrink and cower and plead with it to stop. Now here's a half so star. What movie was that for? 
Because I want to see was... that movie. <laughs> okay. So here's another review. It's a half a star review watched by Megan. Why are all of you nerds crying? It's 100 minutes of looking at the corner of a ceiling. Megan, Megan, got it. Want to be a member? I love how utterly polarizing this movie is that those are reviews for the same movie, you know? Yeah. That is fascinating. What Jaws did to swimming in the ocean, Skinnamarink did to midnight potty trips. I got too scared and stopped watching. Don't stare into the dark for too long. You'll think you're seeing things. Um, if you watch it with a friend, wow. you guys are going to be talking the whole time like, oh, what's that? <laughs> yes, exactly. And that's why you must watch it with somebody. Do you enjoy extended shots of walls, ceilings, or pitch black rooms? What about watching lights turn on and off? Are you a fan of movies with no story or character development? Are you easily impressed by After Effects filters that are notice noticeably on a loop? Making the movie look grainy beyond belief. Then have I got the movie for you. Um, an immersive horror that taps into the primordial fear of the unknown and of being a child having to go to the bathroom at 3 a.m. with a gnawing feeling like there's someone or something waiting for you in the shadows. See, now that's Fuck exactly you. what I was afraid of walking into this fucking movie. Pretentious bullshit like that. Yeah. Here's another review. Fuck you. I spent an hour and 40 minutes of my life staring at furniture while people whispered shit for no reason. So, yeah, yeah, you know, uh, reaction is mixed. Reaction is mixed. Uh, here's why I think it was successful, though. I'll tell you this. This is why I think it was successful. Um, in July of 2022, the movie premiered at some Canadian film festival. It premiered and then it disappeared because <laughs> it was like this weird, bizarre, experimental film. But then... Uh, um. Due to the film festival's own personal F-up, a digital copy of the film leaked online. Uh-huh. And so suddenly anyone anywhere can just watch Skinnamarink whenever they want, and then a uh, word of mouth, and then the TikTok got, generation got a hold of it. And basically, it's Blair Witch for my kids. Yeah. 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 You know? It's... It really is sort of, it really is like Blair Witch for a new generation. Word of mouth spread. And then suddenly it's playing in over 600 AMC theaters. And you got to give the movie credit that it, a $15,000 budget, it played in my small ass Oklahoma town. Yeah. You know, there were Coca-Cola commercials before I saw this movie in my super small town in the middle of nowhere, Oklahoma. Good for you. I saw the movie once at home and it was a bootleg. It was the bootleg. And and I was like, man, I must have gotten a bad copy or something. Is this a cam? Is this like Damn a bootleg? 
Is this like a bootleg that someone filmed with a handheld video camera? <laughs> oh, wait, no. This is what the movie looks like. I was really proud of myself last week when I told you, like, like no, this is just what the movie is. Yeah. It just looks like this. So, uh, I, I think that, you know, now it's on Shudder. It's a yeah. big hit on Shudder. And people are discovering it there. I, I saw the movie at home. I didn't. I was by myself. I was bored. I didn't like it. But then it opened up for one week in my super small town. And I said, you know, I hate this movie. I hate it. I was not in any way interested in Skin of <laughs> But I, I want to hate it in a theater. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like one guy made this. One guy with a YouTube channel made a movie, and I hated it, but I support independent horror. I will go and watch your freaking movie in theaters, and I'm glad that I did. Yeah. You know? Because now this movie will exist, and I'll be able to say, I saw that in theaters. I saw Clue the day it came out. I got the Miss Scarlet did it ending. <laughs> and I am proud of that. And now I can, I saw Cats five times in theaters. This is when Betty Boop was a dog. I forgot about that. Yes. Betty Boop was a dog for a while and she invented twerking. So, um, in a, we didn't get to any of the alternate topics, including Indiana Jones and the attempt to make up for the last one. Yeah. Um, how the WWE is has become the Titanic. Uh, Holy Week and the fact that I can cuss. We set up a tip jar in the house. Uh huh. A couple of days ago, it, it it's a big uh, wooden slat, and it says "Home is where the mom is," and there's like a jar connected to the sign. So we just you locked up. throw tips on the jar and so now if you want a <coughs> tip jar <coughs> so we've got about we've got about uh 60 cents so far okay so that's good we got about 60 cents so far so that's good uh oh and i have this idea for an album where insane clown posse does broadway hits so i'm kind of workshopping that Hopefully that, that is an interesting idea. Yeah. Magical Mr. Mistopheles, bitch. You know, something like that. I was thinking more Pirates of Penzance. Ah. And and what what the insane clown posse could do with that in between whippets. I am a major of a modern major general. I don't know how that song goes. <laughs> I have an audition next weekend. I heard. Congrats. I have an audition to possibly perform, do a live story time as Mei Lin, as the trans woman I am, on stage at Pride. And uh, I probably won't get it, but like the worst thing they can do is say no. So yeah. I've got an audition to perform at Pride. 
I think that's awesome. And also, do your act how you've always done it. Yeah, you know how to do it. You know, that's what I figured. Except I can do trans jokes. Well, sure. Uh, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. May Lynn has never done a live story time before, so I'm nervous. I hope I get it. <laughs> uh, buddy. Yes. Next week. Uh, I thought this movie might be difficult, might be hard, so I thought, well, when we watch like a Begotten or something like that, we need to cleanse the palate. Yes. So, um, we're watching a little known and uh, long since little known, little remembered and long since banned Flintstones movie. It premiered in 2001 and it was an attempt to reboot the Flintstones to a mature adult audience. Okay. It is an adult. It is an adult Flintstones movie. It is called the Flintstones on the rocks. Cartoon Network refuses to ever air it again. And the one thing that can tie everything together, thank you, archive.org. <laughs> all of your service. Because it's if you want to watch it, it's there. It so, might surprise you. So when you're saying adult, you're meaning grown up. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah, we're not seeing Betty banging her head against the headboard, are we? No, oh, no, okay. no. Well, see it? No. <laughs> okay. Hear it? That, that might be something different. But look, you don't see anything. Okay. Some things are inferred. It's, we'll get there. That's for next week. Not that it matters either way, frankly. Okay. And, and just, uh, I want to uh, know what I'm walking into. Yeah, uh, it's it's not porn. It did play on the Cartoon Network. But for some strange reason, it came out and um, it was very controversial for its time. And uh, Cartoon Network did ban it. It's not available on streaming. It's not available on any uh, streaming service. It's it, They don't rerun it. It's not available on some website or anything other than archive.org. Uh and yeah, it was just kind of forgotten. Gee, I wonder why people don't remember this uh, Flintstones movie. It only came out uh, when? That's right, the beginning of September. September 2001. Yeah, I'm pretty sure everybody was free around then. Yeah. Not yeah. anybody's mind in particular. Not nothing on anybody's mind, really, that would cause them to forget the Flintstones on the rocks, where people do it. Okay. But, um, uh, but that's next week. The Flintstones on the rocks. Now that I'm looking back at this week, the highs, the lows, the ups, the downs, the lefts, the rights, Skinnamarink. We finally got to it. We didn't finish the presidents. The National Lawn Dart Association. I think this has been a Pretty good Easter-tacular episode of the Pope on Film. And I did such a good job that 
We're here at the end, and no one has any clue that I was high as balls. <laughs> I passed it off. Now no one knows that I was super freaking high. This oh, has on. been a damn good episode. Yeah, I agree. I think this has been a wonderful episode, and I love it. And I, I, I concur with your assessment, good sir. So until next week, I am Bunny Williams. And I am Reverend May Lynn. And on behalf of Natasha and Mal, who was sitting here the whole time helping me out when I got too high, she, she was a really good... He was a really good, like, uh, like uh, Ed McMahon. Yeah. Like uh, whatever the Mexican is that Jimmy Kimmel owns. Yes. Jimmy Kimmel owns a Mexican. Uh, on behalf of everyone, I would just like to say thanks for listening, and we will see you next week, you godless heathens. Do 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 I my kids are all outside playing. It is a beautiful ass Easter. Oh, it is, is it? Beautiful outside. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna put on a shirt and I'm going to join them. But first, do 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 I nailed the video. Yes, you did. Because it's saying the end. I nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. See you next week, everybody. I really thought it'd be done by now. <laughs> wow. Well, I guess it's time to finally talk about the one thing I